There's no event. There's no thing I can tell you you have to do that your people will trust you. It just doesn't work that way. My name is Melissa Lane, and I'm obsessed with all things self-empowerment, self-development, spirituality, and holistic healing to help you navigate this thing called life in a more fulfilled way. Ever felt like you missed the class on how life works? So did I. I'm just a regular girl who grew up not understanding how to create success, where to find fulfillment, or how to live a life that I actually enjoyed. So I went on a journey of self-discovery, and it led me to the realization that everything about living a fulfilling life can be learned. And so the Lifecraft podcast was born. Here, you'll learn how to stop letting life just happen to you and how to begin crafting a life you can actually get excited about. No topic is off limits here, from the scientific to the mystical and everything in between. Difficulties, failures, growth, victories and more are all real life happenings that myself and our guests will discuss. Think of this as your library to life where you can tune in whenever you feel like you have no idea what you're doing. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged to craft a life you're actually excited to wake up to. This is the Lifecraft Podcast. In this episode of 7 Minutes to Success, we feature author and inspirational speaker Simon Sinek, where he shares the secret ingredient he has found that makes for a great leader. Enjoy! Everything you want, you can have instantaneously. Everything you want, instant gratification. Except job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. They are slow, meandering, uncomfortable, messy processes. And so I keep meeting these wonderful, fantastic, idealistic, hardworking, smart kids. They've just graduated school. They're in their entry-level job. I sit down with them and I go, how's it going? They go, I think I'm going to quit. I'm like, why? They're like, I'm not making an impact. I'm like, you've been here eight months. It's as if they're standing at the foot of a mountain and they have this abstract concept called impact that they want to have in the world, which is the summit. What they don't see is the mountain. I don't care if you go up the mountain quickly or slowly, but there's still a mountain. And so what this young generation needs to learn is patience. That some things that really, really matter, like love or job fulfillment, joy, love of life, self-confidence, a skill set, any of these things, all of these things take time. Sometimes you can expedite pieces of it, but the overall journey is arduous and long and difficult. And if you don't ask for help and learn that skill set, you will fall off the mountain. Do you love your wife? Yes. Right? Prove it. Like, what's the metric? Give me the number that helps me know Right? Because when you met her, you didn't love her. Right? Now you love her. Right? Tell me the day the love happened. It's an impossible question. Right? But it's not that it doesn't exist. It's that it's much easier to prove over time. Right? So all leadership is the same thing. It's about transitions. So if you were to if you were to go to the gym, right? It's like exercise, right? If you go to the gym and you work out and you come back and you look in the mirror, you will see nothing. And if you go to the gym the next day and you come back and you look in the mirror, you will see nothing, right? (laughs) So clearly there's no results, can't be measured, it must not be effective. So we quit, right? 
or if you fundamentally believe that this is the right course of action and you stick with it, like in a relationship. I bought her flowers and I wished her happy birthday and she doesn't love me. Clearly I'll give up. You know, that's not what happens. If you, if you believe there's something there, you commit yourself to act, an act of service. You commit yourself to the regime, the exercise. You can screw it up. You can eat chocolate cake one day. You can skip a, skip a day or two. You know, you, you, it allows for that. But if you stick with it consistently, I'm not exactly sure what day, but I know you'll start getting into shape. I know it. And the same with the relationship. It's not about the events. It's not about intensity. It's about consistency, right? You go to the dentist twice a year, your teeth will fall out. You have to brush your teeth every day for two minutes. What does brushing your teeth twice a day for two minutes do? Nothing. Unless you do it every day, twice a day, for two minutes. Right? It's the consistency. Going to the gym for nine hours does not get you into shape. Working out every day for 20 minutes gets you into shape. So the problem is we treat leadership with intensity. We have a two-day off-site. We invite a bunch of speakers. We give everybody a certificate. You're a leader, right? <laughs> Those things are like going to the dentist. They're very important. They're good for reminding us or getting us back on track, learning new lessons. But it's the daily practice of all the monotonous, little, boring things like brushing your teeth that matter the most. She didn't fall in love with you because you remembered her birthday and bought her flowers on Valentine's Day. She fell in love with you because when you woke up in the morning, you said good morning to her before you checked your phone. She fell in love with you because when you went to the fridge to get yourself a drink, you got her one without even asking. She fell in love with you because when you had an amazing day at work and she came home and she had a terrible day at work, you didn't say, yeah, 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 but let me tell you about my day. You sat and listened to her awful day and you didn't say a thing about your amazing day. This is why she fell in love with you. I can't tell you exactly what day, and it was no particular thing you did. It was the accumulation of all of those little things that she woke up one day and as, as if she pressed a button, she goes, I love him, right? Leadership is exactly the same. There's no event. There's no thing I can tell you you have to do that your people will trust you. It just doesn't work that way. It's, the, it's an accumulation of, of lots and lots of little things that anyone by themselves is innocuous and useless. Literally, pointless by themselves. People will look at little things that are good leadership practices and say, that won't work. And you're absolutely right. But if you do it consistently, and you do it in combination with lots of other little things, mm. like saying good morning to someone, that looking them in the eye. My friend George, who's a three-star general in the Marine Corps, he says his test for leadership, and I love this, he goes, his test for a good leader is if you ask somebody how their day is going, you actually care about the answer. Right? The number of times we're walking to a meeting, we're rushing, we go, how are you? Not good. I've got, I got to get to you later. I got, I'm late for a meeting. Right. If you ask the question, you are standing there and you're listening to the answer. It's those little innocuous things that you do over and over and over and over that people will say, I love my job. Not I like my job. I like my job means, yeah, the challenge is great. They pay me well. I like the people. I love my job means I don't want to work anywhere else. I don't care how much somebody else will, is willing to pay me. I'm devoted to the people here, and I care desperately about the people here as if they were my family. In business, we have colleagues and co-workers. In the military, they have brothers and sisters. That's how they think of each other, right? If you really have a strong corporate culture, the people will think of each other like brothers and sisters. Don't live like a family, right? No. Brothers and sisters. Deep love. Fight, but the love doesn't go away. Right? Bicker, the love doesn't go away. And I'll fight with my sister, but if you threaten my sister, you're going to have to deal with me. Right. 
right? We'll fight internally. We'll bicker with each other. But nobody's going to hurt each other. And if anything from the outside shows up, you got to, you're looking at a unified front. Brothers and sisters. Now, how do you create brothers and sisters out of strangers? Thank you for tuning into this episode. Remember, this is only a segment of the whole presentation. Please follow the link in the description below to listen to it in full. If you loved this episode, please leave a positive review for us and let us know on social media at, at thelifecraft what inspired you. We will connect again in the next episode and until then, keep creating a life you are excited to wake up to.